0: We've got freeze warnings everywhere, 35 degrees now in Lynchburg, 37 in Bedford, 42 in Roanoke, 31 in Danville, 42 in Salem, 33 in Appomattox.
1: Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to The Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m. If I'm not
0: mistaken, that was Stevie Wonder's own little baby on that recording, and isn't she lovely? Um, Starting out the hour with that song, because here on The Morning Jam, we do love babies, and we do love uh, the innocent, unborn uh, children, and we do stand for life here uh, on this show, or at least I do. And uh, I'm sure Trey uh, appreciates babies as well. Uh, we're here talking with Sarah Mays. We have had Sarah on the show before. Uh, she was uh, featured in our Jane Doe uh, story that we did uh, and Silent No More. You all may have remembered that interview. And as part of that story, uh, Sarah had a baby out of not great circumstances, I mean, you've got a great relationship now with her, but uh, it was a rough start, wasn't it?
2: Yes, it was, Janet. Thank you so much for having me on again. I really appreciate that. Yeah,
0: yeah. So you come from a very different perspective when talking about a rally like this and a Stand for Life rally. Because based on what we're hearing from the world, um, women like you... The only thing that you're concerned about, if you're the victim of violence and rape that results in a pregnancy, your only goal is to kill that baby. I mean, that's what they say.
2: Yeah, it's it's really hard uh, having a circumstance such as that. uh, But I really believe that it's important to show women the support that they need to get through any circumstance and to give them other options other than abortion.
0: To let them know that that story can turn out really great beautiful. because Summer yeah. is beautiful. She's just a wonderful child. Yes, and I've is. known her for a long, long time. She's a spitfire, uh, kind of <laughs> like her mama a little bit. So tell me what motivated you to do this Stand for Life rally. It's coming up on October 29th at noon at Calvary Baptist Church.
2: Yeah, I was very excited. I was You know, as well as other people that I spoke to about when the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade. Right. Um, You know, I knew we finally had a chance and opportunity in Virginia to actually be a state that honors and protects unborn children, you know, as well as helping mothers receive all of the support that they need.
0: And that is important. It's not just about um, convincing them to keep their children, but giving them the skills that they need. To raise that baby.
2: Yes. Yeah. I'm, I kind of say, you know, don't just be pro-life, but be pro-mother, be pro-encouraging, be pro-love, and you know, it's very important not to tear down women, even if you know you feel that they may have made choices that go against your belief system.
0: Well, and one of the things that that we talked about in in your interview is people make assumptions. Yes, they do when it when it comes to a single woman who is carrying a child, they just automatically assume that that through your own choices, um, you became pregnant, which certainly wasn't the case for you. But it wasn't something that you should automatically be required to share that story with everybody. It's a very private
2: thing. Right. You definitely um, can be very stereotyped in that situation. And people kind of hold you to whatever standards come along with that stereotype.
0: Yeah. So many times it's the very people who are pro-life that uh, supposedly cherish life that are judging you. Yes. Yeah. And that must be very, very hard.
2: It's hard for, you know, all women. I think just being pregnant in general, you know, women are already going through so many um, changes and different, you know, emotional things and it's just it's really hard and we really just need to start supporting women just regardless of whatever circumstance and that i think is really being pro life it's not just about a law um but it's also about you know being pro mother and giving them the support and showing christ's love to them
0: and and also letting them know that there are more options than you trying to raise that baby Right. There are a lot of families out there who would cherish that baby Absolutely. and would love to raise that baby. So there there are certainly more options. Now, tell us a little bit about what this day is going to look like. I know that um, you're going to be raising money to support the Bedford Pregnancy Center. Yes. All right. Uh, and and how's, how's that going to happen?
2: So uh, we're going to have all of our speakers. Um, I'm so excited. We have such a great lineup of just pro-life speakers we have congressman bob good that will be there senator amanda chase melvin adams who um is from the noah webster foundation all
0: right tell us a little bit more about him
2: so he works to um help in schools and to give lots of um just support and resources um you know with all of the things that are coming down in our school system uh, you know, the critical race theory, that sort of thing. But he works to, you know, kind of go against those things and support our schools um, with resources Okay. to help kind of combat that. Um, we also have Danita Lewis. Uh, she's from Fifty Shades of Red. Um, she works a lot with women that have, um, you know, that are pro-abortion to help give them support. Um, Of course, you are, you know, are going to be a speaker. I am. As well as my daughter, Summer Mays. Now,
0: that's that is really interesting that Summer is is going to be willing to um, to stand up and speak. What a brave young woman. I'm not surprised uh, that she is. But you've you've been very honest with with Summer from a fairly early age, haven't you?
2: Yes. I you know, I think it was very important just from a psychological emotional standpoint to give her all of the support answers you know whatever that
0: that was age appropriate yes right?
2: uh, you know and you know i worked with people to just help support her and to you know make sure that she was be able to have all everything she needed to become uh, you know and she's very successful well, well, she's good.
0: always done great in school yes. and and uh, just very very accomplished. So, so uh, as far as raising money for the Blue Ridge Pregnancy Center, how how does that work?
2: So the Bedford Pregnancy Center um, is going to be there, and they're going to have a table set up. Okay. We encourage everybody that comes to stop by, show your support, and donate if you mm-hmm. um, if you can. Are so inclined. Yes.
0: Now, one thing I, I do want to talk about um, because I, because I've been talking with you as, as you've started planning this. Um, I want to give special mention to Calvary Baptist Church Yes, for being, it's ridiculous to me that I have to say that a church was brave enough to host a Stand for Life rally. I I find it very frustrating, but I do think it's important for people to know that you were turned down. You don't have to mention the name of the churches, but you were turned down by several churches.
2: Yeah, we, you know, we had looked for a specific venue that we would be able to have enough seating, that sort of thing, and so we reached out to some of the um larger churches in the area. And um, you know, they just didn't want to get involved. They, you know, were kind of afraid to offend anyone in their, con- you know, in their um congregation. So, what did you what did you say to I, that? How did you <laughs> respond? It's, you know, of course, I, you know, I was respectful to, you know, their decision. um, But, you know, it's just one of those things. That's
0: why it's better that you made that call than I made that call.
2: (laughs) It's just one of those things you can't really wrap your head around and you just have to kind of move on. And, you know, we prayed that God would give us, you know, the best person, the best place. The best Um,
0: partner. Sure.
2: And, you know, we ended up um, talking to John Hester, who was the pastor Mm -hmm. of Calvary Baptist. And as soon as we started talking to him, it was just amazing because he started sharing his heart and he's just um, an amazing person. And we knew that God gave this, you know, this church and this pastor as a partner for this uh, event.
0: Well, I I really hope that the listeners are gonna turn up uh, and show up for this very important event because um, heaven knows part of the reason we're in this shape is that Christians have not stood up for far too long. Right. So we thank you for uh, setting this up. And of course, I will see you on the 29th. And hopefully a lot of our listeners will be there as well. So thank you right. so much for stopping by. Yeah, thank you. Anything else you want to cover?
2: Yeah, I mean, I just want to say like how important it is that everybody be um, just educated on, you know, kind of what's going on in Virginia right now with Um, You know, well, well,
0: every because you you have a president right now who is saying that literally, if you are going through a natural miscarriage, that you're going to be turned away from hospital care. That's what's being told to people. Right. And some people are are believing that. Yeah, that's dangerous.
2: And, you know, every single state has the opportunity now to, you know, truly become pro-life. And I just think it's important, you know, even in Virginia, you know, they're, I know, looking at the writing legislation mm-hmm. for a bill that is, you know, 15 weeks with the possibility of up to 20 weeks. Yikes. And so for me, like, I just don't really believe that that is truly pro life, as, you know, our leadership has um, claimed that they were pro life. But now um, I just think it's important that we stand up to. You know, protect you know Virginia, and to make sure that
0: our voices are being our voices are yeah.
2: heard, and that we you know we basically become exactly what we've said that we were. You know, right. um, mm-hmm. I think that that's just very important.
0: Well, we're uh, I'm sure going to learn a lot on the 29th. Again, it is the uh, Stand for Life Rally, October 29th, 12 noon, Calvary Baptist Church. And uh, hopefully we will see you all there. We'll be back. You're listening to The Morning Jam here on the Virginia Talk Radio Network.
1: Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to The Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m. On the Virginia Talk Radio Network. The Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m.
0: Good morning, guys. Hope you're off to a good start. It's a chilly one. Definitely going to have to break out the fall stuff because I don't even know that our highs are going to be high enough to... (laughs) I've been dressing in layers. I don't think I have to dress in layers anymore. I think that's kind of where we are now. Uh, More news out of New York City, and it is not good. It would seem that uh, the New York subway is seeing just statistics as far as murders on the subway that have surpassed a 25-year high. They have had a string of deadly attacks with at least eight murders. This is just in the subways of New York so far this year. And one of those cases is the murder of Tommy Bailey, um, 43-year-old husband and father. He, I mean, uh, really a mountain of a man, a uh, very handsome African-American man, has little children, uh, looks like in these photos. He was stabbed to death while riding the subway in Brooklyn. They say he was a hardworking man, a loving father and husband. He leaves behind three kids who called their dad a hero, and um, the Friends of the family are asking the community for support following this tragedy. Um, one person said, I feel horrible. Nobody should have to die this way. It's so sad, especially leaving behind three young children. I mean, what is that family supposed to do now? He was the breadwinner. It's life-changing. Uh, that was Bill Abott that said that. Bailey was a local 638 Union steam fitter, and he was known for standing up for what is right. And that's what witnesses said he did moments before he died. He stepped in to defend a female police officer who was being harassed by a man. The suspect pulled out a sharp object and slashed him in the neck. To have to take your life into your own hands just by going to work or going to the grocery store or a doctor appointment, not knowing if you're going to make it home, is very scary. The NYPD arrested Alvin Charles for the murder. This is not the first time he's been behind bars. How many times have I read that headline? Police say he was arrested last year on, you guessed it, assault charges when he reportedly stabbed another man. Again, he stabbed another man who thankfully survived, but the New York judge reportedly denied the request for bail so he walked free for months this is a democratic run city very liberal policies and the criminals are absolutely running wild this is what bailey's friend said this tragedy comes as overall crime in the subway system is up 41 percent. that's just compared to last year Eight murders are on the books, according to police records. Over the weekend, a man shoved a commuter onto the subway tracks. Bystanders were able to get him out before the train came. The offender took off on foot. It's one of several recent unprovoked attacks that have riders on edge. There are 3.5 million people who use the subway system. And here's the thing. You've got places like New York City who... Just shove the subway system down your throat. You know, it's green. You can't have a car. You can't afford to have a car in New York.
3: I mean, when I went to New York, I took the subway. It was interesting.
0: Well, be glad you weren't going this year. Yeah. Uh, To be honest, they have about six crimes a day. And the system is out of control. And even the New York City mayor himself has admitted to that. Bailey's family is calling on the city to do more to keep riders safe, as the family grieves, there is a GoFundMe set up to help pay for unexpected funeral expenses, and the cost for Bailey's young children, who are now left behind. So now we've got a single mom with three kids, having to raise those kids on her own, and and stories like this are just going to want to. And let's not forget, all oh you got to have the gun control. If yeah. we had had a good guy with a gun, this story would have ended very very differently.
3: Fair point, and, um,
0: and, and instead, you know, they're getting stabbed to death. I, I just, it, it, it's, um, I, I don't know how they think that that this is going to work, and I don't see New York coming under um under a more conservative ruling anytime soon. No, it's not going to happen. Well, I, I mean, if they, if stories like this keep up, it might. Maybe. If they keep if they keep letting criminals out. The
3: criminals are so emboldened now. I think it's going to take. It would take just based off of the dynamics and the way it's such such entrenched there. It, it would take a while.
0: Oh well, I, it, it 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 may take a while, but if people keep dying at these rates, if they keep you know running running the court systems the way they are, um, I, I think people are going to get really really tired of it. I mean, these are good people trying to do the right thing, and then, you know, they're yeah. getting stabbed on the, on the subway, on the subway, and on the side. We had the story about the guy getting dragged along the sidewalk in the middle of the day, and having money taken from him.
3: So, ah, and there could be a really big event about to happen in New York City soon, the World Series. Because mm. the 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 good thing, you know, the Yankees are in the ALCS let's go boys get the dub <laughs> facing the cheaters so they won yesterday i was i was i was very excited it was actually funny because it was uh i had to watch the game here because they played at four because the game got rained out and they uh and well, melinda had to con- uh melinda made a joke with me uh she heard me celebrate at one point when uh my boy Giancarlo hit a home run in the first inning so do you like baseball or football better Ooh, see that's hard Ah, uh, so you like it all. Yeah, I, have a, um, like I talk baseball with my friend. Like, I have a baseball podcast, but I also love football. So
0: We talk about uh, men behaving badly on Monday's show because
3: of Ed Bubba Wallace. He got suspended. So, to update that, he officially got suspended, which Ed and I talked about yesterday on the Fast Lane a little bit. We'll talk probably more today about it. Um, which is, I think he should have been suspended. He was very aggressive rolling uh, up out of there. Yeah,
0: my, and the other little guy looked like a jockey,
3: like he should have been riding. Kyle Larson, a, so I've, I've pony I'm somewhere. actually so I've <laughs> I am a I've covered a couple races. I'll be in Martinsville next weekend. Um, I have stood next to Kyle Larson, and I am taller than Kyle. Yeah, Larson. Yeah, I, I was going to say but he is maybe the best race car driver on the planet. Well, Bubba um, does not like that,
0: so he did get yes, pin-laced. but I,
3: I I took a little bit of an issue with it, and, and it's not because of his actions. It's because it was unprecedented. Because if you look, there was couple cases of guys intentionally wrecking another person this year, and they only got points, penalties, and fines.
0: Did they come out and throw their helmet and posture and be aggressive? They, Did they do that? Did they?
3: No. Okay. Wait a minute, but NASCAR stated when they – Steve O'Donnell, the president, the, stated that it wasn't about – the suspension was based off of solely the on-track actions. Well,
0: I think that's bull, because we all know... No, I I think that influenced the decision.
3: I just think it's very unprecedented that he got suspended. Well, here's something
0: else that probably is unprecedented. Alabama wide receiver Jermaine Burton... um, Georgia transfer. ...is uh, allegedly being accused of hitting a female Tennessee fan after losing the game.
3: Well, there's a story... Earlier this year, it wasn't a female fan, but Connor Blumric, who plays at Virginia Tech. Well, it that you don't do that? That's ridiculous. Uh, like, took out an ODU fan as ODU was storming the field against Virginia Tech. Like, that was a male, but yeah, you you definitely don't do that. Um, I know it was a really bad loss for Alabama, losing as we have talked about Tennessee. You know, good old Rocky Top, but that is uh, that is uh, well very unfortunate. Jermaine for him. Burton is um, probably getting suspended. Well.
0: So, bad enough that you hit a fan because you're a sport sore loser, but then you hit a female fan, which is even n- not good. Uh, one fan who rushed the field was seen uh, on video. It was caught on video. And Outkick reached out to her. who She had already posted on her TikTok account. Uh, she did confirm that she was the one in the... Uh, Emily Isaacs is her name. But she wouldn't comment anymore on it, so... Alabama, they're not used to losing. They haven't had a lot of practice in in being a gracious loser. That is a good point. Yeah. So (laughs) they might want to work on that, perhaps. Coming up, we have got WDBJ7 on the way. They'll get you updated on the latest headlines. We'll have your forecast, too. It's chilly. We're doing a bonfire on Saturday. Not a moment too soon. 37 degrees in Lynchburg, 40 degrees in Bedford, 44 in Roanoke. That's the hot spot. 33 in Danville, 43 in Salem, 34 in Appomattox. A 22-year-old Danville woman has been charged in relation to vandalism at Anglers Park. It happened earlier this month at about 9.40 in the evening. The Danville Police Department says Carissa Dix is seen in video exiting her car, removing a blockade, and entering the parking lot of the park. After entering the parking lot, she inflicted damage for about 30 minutes. According to the Danville Police Department, Dix's charges include trespassing, reckless driving on private property, and felony malicious damage. Now, this is a lovely young woman. Why on earth she would do something that childish is beyond me? Crazy stuff. Crazy, crazy.
3: Lynchburg Police Department are investigating a report of shots fired yesterday afternoon, which resulted in nearby city schools being placed on a brief lockout. According to the LPD, they received a call of shots fired in the 2100 block of Westerly Drive on Tuesday, October 18th, around 325 p.m. Officials say when officers arrived, they located several bullet casings in the street. In regards to the safety of the students and staff, LPD says city schools in the area were placed on a brief lockdown. They currently have no reports of an injury as a result of the gunfire and no arrests have been made in connection with the shooting. Officials say they believe there is no current threat to the public and the incident is still under investigation. And you can contact them if you have any information. So, uh, uh unfortunate situation. Uh, I, you see these still, you know, keep popping up. i feel like every week
0: mm-hmm. yeah it
3: certainly feels that way
0: insights from the development and rollout of the covid19 vaccine looks like it could accelerate the development of cancer vaccines using the same technology the couple behind the covid19 vaccine maker BioNTech says they expect to have a cancer vaccine ready for wide use by 2030 Both the COVID vaccine and the cancer vaccine they're working on use messenger RNA technology that triggers an immune response. In the case of the cancer vaccine, BioNTech CEO and co-founder Ugar Sahin says the goal is to train the body to recognize and attack the cancer. Uh, He and his wife the co-founder and chief medical officer spoke about the research uh, into cancer vaccines recently on a BBC interview. And they say MRNs act as a blueprint and allows you to tell the body to uh, produce the, exa- the, the drug or the vaccine, which you would otherwise produce externally in bioreactors. And when you use MRNA as a vaccine, uh, what you basically do is the MRNA is the blueprint for the wanted uh, poster, uh, a poster of the enemy. In this case, cancer antigens, which distinguish cancer cells from normal cells. Well, that's fascinating. Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be great if they could develop something like that? Uh, yeah. Two of the in-use vaccines uh, are linked to cancer. Hepatitis C. Uh, the other two is for bladder cancer and one for prostate cancer, which would be particularly great because. Um, did you know that every single man, if they live long enough, will develop prostate cancer? Hmm. It's just going. a it's just a matter of time, evidently. Yeah,
3: obviously, you know this one. Is yes. your mic on? It's not. Oh, okay. Yeah. That 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 would help. It does Hello, help. Hello, everyone. Again. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, still acting like it's five thirty when it's eight thirty. But yeah. uh, I. Uh, I, I, you know, obviously this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I it feel is. like October is always the biggest month in terms of not just breast cancer, but like cancer awareness. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: well, and and he, speaking of of breast cancer, um, there is there has been great strides made there. Uh, there's a new procedure that they're calling the Holy Grail of breast reconstruction after a mastectomy, That's and awesome. hmm.
3: I said that's awesome. It Sorry. is awesome. Yeah, I don't know um, why I whispered it.
0: I, I don't know either. You're tapping into your inner Joe Biden. Um, they. This woman said that she had a, a history of family history of breast cancer. Her mother and her grandmother were diagnosed. So she was always vigilant with her uh, vigilant with her monthly breast exams, and a, a lot of women have chosen. especially if they've got that gene, they can test you to see if you have the gene, that they will go ahead and have a full-blown mastectomy. And she said uh, it was a very difficult decision. But now um, they have this new procedure. Centra is one of only two hospitals in Virginia offering the procedure. And plastic surgeon uh, Dr. Henry Wilson is part of the team on the forefront And they said prior to breast uh, recitation, most women were numb or felt very little after reconstruction. I guess it would be like any surgery that you had because a lot of the nerves are damaged. Now, for some patients, the surgeon can preserve the nerve during a mastectomy. And when Wilson uses a donated human nerve graft during breast reconstruction um, portion of the surgery, it can restore feeling. So. That's awesome. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, they've come so far in uh, in that technology. So that's definitely a feel good story. Yeah. So
3: that that is that is good to hear. Um, you know, my family is my mom and and I've taken part of the, like the Making Strides Breast Cancer Awareness Walk. Yeah. Every year that's in Richmond. Um, we've had it, it was a really close friend of my mom's who who died because of breast cancer. Right. So just to hear that those kind of stories. And, you know, everything that goes into it that, I mean, I, cancer's awful and just so bad. And so
0: many, and I don't know anybody so much. who hasn't been, um, who hasn't been touched by it. Yeah. Everybody's been touched multiple by cancer. Times.
3: I mean, uh, multiple times, multiple mm-hmm. times.
0: Here's another feel good story. It, it's not going to sound like a feel good story, but trust me, it is. Annika Hustler... Um, whose leg was amputated in 2019, was stunned when she saw herself transformed into a 40s glamour girl for the first time. The USMC veteran is Miss November in the 2023 17th Annual pinups ups for Vets Calendar. The award-winning nonprofit, founded by California resident Gina Elise, raises funding to support hospitalized and deployed troops. It famously produces World War II-inspired bombshell calendars featuring veterans as the models. I was in awe, she said. Uh, I model, so I've seen what I look like on camera, but with the hair, makeup, and dresses, I look like someone from that era, I just remembered walking on, seeing all the dresses. The music from the era was playing. It was a really fun experience to get dolled up that way. And she said her grandfather served in the Vietnam and Korean Wars. He saw the photos and was awestruck. He said it reminded him when he was overseas. Since the launch, Pinups for Vets has donated over $100,000 to help hospitals purchase new rehabilitation equipment and provide financial assistance to veterans. Pinups for vets shipped care packages filled with gifts to veterans, and continues to mail morale boosting care packages to deployed U.S. troops around the globe.
3: That's that's awesome. It's very
0: very cool, and um, and then she, so the, the if you're wondering how she lost her leg, uh, she said she was halfway through boot camp when she realized that something was wrong, um. And her drill instructor insisted it was just the uh, result of no-nonsense training, accused her of being weak and dramatic, uh, but it never did get better. Uh, she had an, uh, a vascular tumor, and the doctors tried to save her leg, but they couldn't. She ended up losing her leg, uh, which was very difficult for her, but she's still extremely active. She is very athletic, and now she's a pinup girl.
3: Nice.
1: Ah, it's so great. What a great story. Let me get it's time for janet's five and dine on the morning jam give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight
0: five and dine is brought to you by our friends at fnl market they're located on memorial avenue in lynchburg they are cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day and working hard to keep their prices low so you can keep your food bill in check fnl has boneless pork chops now for 298 a pound Try this amazing dish with them and pick up some Bob Evans mashed potatoes for $3.98. And that's going to give you an easy, delicious meal that you can have ready in a flash. This is garlic pork bites. Anybody can make this dish. And it really is a super way to make boneless pork chops in kind of a different way. You're going to start with four boneless pork chops. You're going to cut them into bite-sized pieces. And you're going to dust them with some onion powder, a little bit of salt and pepper, And you're going to sear them in a skillet with a little bit of olive oil for three to five minutes. You want them to get browned on the outside, reach an internal temperature about 145. That's why I always tell you to have that meat thermometer handy. Then you're going to remove that from the skillet, set it on a plate, tin it with some foil. And then in the same skillet, you're going to melt some butter, add about, uh, I would say, two cloves of garlic that you've minced up. Put that in there. Don't overcook that. Uh, and then you're going to whisk in uh, your flour until you make a nice roux. Then you're going to add in your chicken broth, your cream, Parmesan cheese, a couple of tablespoons of lemon juice, salt and pepper. Let that sauce simmer for five to eight minutes. It'll create this beautiful thickened sauce. Then you're going to add the pork bites back into the pan. Toss them, coat them really well. I like to sprinkle a little parsley on top and then serve it over top a mashed potato. You can do a noodle if you like. Grilled asparagus is really good with this recipe, and it's so easy to make. Gets dinner on the table in a flash. Check it out by going to Facebook. Type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share brought to you by FNL Market, where their meats are
1: a cut above. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the morning jam.
0: I come from a long line of Southern cooks, and one thing my mama always told me was ingredients matter. That's why I trust the experienced butchers at F&L Market, Lynchburg's only locally and family-owned independent grocery store. Their staff cuts and grinds fresh meats daily and will offer you the personal service you desire for everyday meals or special occasions. This week at F&L, save on sirloin tip roast, $3.98 a pound. Whole boneless pork loins are $2.69 a pound and sliced for free. Family pack boneless pork chops are $2.98 a pound. And leg quarters are $6.80 for a 10 pound bag. Sign up to be a VIP Savings Club member. Text FL Market to 833 605 1804. Join the VIP Text Club for exclusive deals and flash sales. Stop by FL Market today, 2517 Memorial Avenue, Lynchburg. Their meat is a cut above.
1: Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the morning jam.
3: You're full of it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. like double dog dare you.
1: Now it was serious. A double dog dare. What else was left but a triple dare you? And finally, the coup de grace of all dares, the sinister triple dog dare.
3: I triple dog
1: dare ya! Schwartz created a slight breach of etiquette By skipping the triple dare And going right for the throat Alright alright
0: <laughs> Okay So A Christmas Story Is one of those movies That we watch every single year I mean, it My kids enough. love this part Here we go I'm going, I'm going. He's
1: going he's going His, his lips curl.
0: I had a friend who actually did that. Yeah. After the movie came out they're like, that, that wasn't real. I'm like, that was real. My and you're nuts.
3: favorite part of that is like they go all back inside and then right? you just see the, <laughs> the, 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 the ambulance and the fire department come in the back. <laughs>
0: that's right. That's right. And then they're acting like they don't know anything that's going on. Well, if that is a favorite at your house like it is at my house, you might be interested in this next story.
3: Yes. Yeah, so uh, there is going to be a sequel. A teaser trailer came out on Monday for A Christmas Story Christmas. Which was released and promised to be a nostalgic trick down memory lane. Um, the original actor Peter Billingsley, yes, who played Ralphie Parker, is back. So uh, it, it is set to be on HBO Max on November seventeenth. So, how, so if you have HBO Max, I uh, do. I do as well. Oh, I'm so excited. So we will. Uh, I we, hope it's good.
0: So who else is going to be back in it? Other
3: actors reprising the iconic roles include Ian Pertella as Randy, as well as Zach Ward as the original Scott Farkas. So attempts, oh, attempts Scott, are, uh, Scott so Farkas. So attempts have been, uh, you know, attempted in the to make a sequel. You had a television movie in 1994, yeah, which was starring terrible. Starring Karen Culkin, who's now is uh, now in a great TV show, which I'm starting to get into his succession. So. Uh, but this is cool. Uh, I
0: hope this is gonna be. I hope this is gonna be good. You shoot your eye out, kid. Yeah, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. That that's. I'm excited about that one. Of course, you know he was the guy who played um, the lead role in that. Was in Elf. He played one of the elves in Elf, and that was kind of cool. That uh, he was the one you. in charge. Gotcha. There on that. So you thought this was a a cool story. I found this story. It really wasteful, but maybe I'm being too uptight. Now to go to another iconic movie. Uh-huh. Uh, Han Solo may be a hunk, but what about Pan Solo as a hunk of bread? Uh, bakery in the San Francisco Bay Area, that's what they've called their six-foot bread sculpture of the Star Wars character as he appeared after being frozen in carbonite in The Empire Strikes Back. The uh, owners of One House Bakery spent weeks molding, baking, and assembling a life-size sculpture using wood and two types of dough, including a type of yeastless dough with a higher sugar content that will last longer. The two worked at night after the business day was done, lovingly crafting details to show his anguished face and his hands straining to reach out. She said she may have gotten a little bit obsessed. A little? Maybe. A little. Is it accurate? I didn't see
3: the Empire Strikes yes. Back, so I don't know. Yes, it is actually pretty well pretty well done. It, okay. I, I have to give them credit for that.
0: So. Um, she says it's particularly meaningful because she contracted COVID, lost much of her sense of smell and taste. That would be really bad if you were a baker. And uh, the, the only thing that bothers me, um, she says, that it won't last forever. The dough will eventually be composted, not eaten. There's such a shortage and flour and stuff right now there's a part of me that finds that a little cringy that you wasted that much flour and sugar on something like that so i don't know um and then earlier earlier we had um a story from bear who was talking about the people in ukraine not having electricity or water or heat and they said that's bad but that's war what about our people here at home in Appalachia and I asked him to explain to us more what he was talking about and he said he's talking about the families who had for generations farmed, worked the coal mines, did the hard work and they've lost their income because of the economy, government cutting our energy and sending our money overseas. These numbers are growing every day. They won't cry out, they just endure and expect nothing, but what can they produce them, but what they can produce themselves? Is this the America where we're supposed... Isn't this America where we're supposed to take care of our own first? Well, Bear, you're right. You're absolutely right. So he was talking about, you know, the coal miners that have been so impacted. And I think in those parts of the country, honestly, that's going to be reflected in the midterms as well. I think we're going to see people reacting to that. Well, we uh, were just talking about the Christmas story and the follow-up that we're going to have to that. The National Park Service and the National Park Foundation are presenting the 100th Lighting of the National Christmas Tree. This has been done a hundred times. That's going to be on uh, Wednesday, November 30th at President's Park. Free tickets to the National Christmas Lighting Ceremony are awarded through an online lottery. That opens up at 10 a.m. on Tuesday, October 25th and closes on November 1st. Beginning December 2nd through January 1st, the public can view the National Christmas Tree and the 58 trees decorated by states, territories, and schools managed by the Bureau of Indian Education and the Department of Defense Education Activity. So there are five dates that you need to know for this tree lighting ceremony. October 25th, the lottery opens at 10 a.m., November 1st, The lottery closes at 10 a.m. November 30th, the National Christmas Tree will be lit for the 100th time. December 2nd, the National Christmas Tree area opens to the public. And December the 11th, the CBS network will broadcast the National Christmas Tree Lighting Special. That will be at 8 p.m.
3: I can't believe it's almost Christmas time. It is almost Christmas time. This year has felt very long for me. Uh, but also very short yes <laughs> well, i mean
0: that just means you're getting a little bit of age
3: well yeah also there were the, the let's just say the first half of the year was pretty uh, eventful to say the least right we'll just leave it and at not that. in a good way yes yeah <laughs> yes yeah, so uh it, it's kind of crazy just uh you know ready ready to get i'm partially ready to get to the finish line but it's kind of crazy to be at this point
1: yeah
0: yeah okay well it is close so you're gonna need to really Get your uh, get your shopping done here sooner rather than later. We're going to be talking with some uh, some folks in the, the area about how to get that shopping done locally and save some money, too. That's going to be coming up here on the show in the next few weeks. And uh, so we'll be talking about that. In the meantime, we're going to bid you uh, adieu for today. We'll continue our conversation tomorrow on some of the... Um, the mental health issues that we've been talking about uh, all week long. We've done little segments on that. We'll continue to talk about where you can go for help and signs you need to look for and that kind of thing. Uh, We also thank you for sending in stories. Many of you have sent in some great stories this week. And lots of you have shared this Stand for Life flyer that we posted on our facebook page just a little bit ago if you missed that interview with sarah mays we'll have that up on soundcloud this afternoon you'll be able to hear it in its entirety we hope that you are going to uh to join us i'm going to be um speaking at that event on october 29th at calvary baptist church it's the stand for life rally it's going to start at 12 noon bob good's going to be there senator amanda chase melvin adams uh denita Lewis, Summer May is going to be speaking at that as well. And uh, Bedford Pregnancy Center also going to be there. And they're going to be raising funds during that event as well. So we hope you're going to mark your calendar and join us for that. Have a great day. We will see you tomorrow here on The Morning Jam. And I hope your Wednesday is just perfect. Have a great day.